Welcome to the Dating Advisory Board. I'm so excited to have Michelle Jacoby here. She is a matchmaker, dating and relationship coach, and the owner of DC Matchmaking. Michelle was recently awarded finalist for the Best Matchmaker and Best Dating Coach in the industry at the 2015 iDate Awards. She has been featured speaker for many years, running at the National Matchmaking Conference and at iDate, the dating industry's largest conference. Michelle has appeared in the Washington Post, the Northwest, and the Georgetown Current, the Washington Examiner, Bethesda Magazine, WUSA Channel 9, News Channel 8, Let's Talk Live, and Embassy Washington, ABC, and Fox. Well, welcome. We are so excited to have you here today. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I know. I'm I'm really excited because clearly it's the Dating Advisory Board, right? And we have an expert in here talking about how to better date. So can you tell us a little bit about how you got here and what your company does and what is a matchmaker. Sure. So I started DC Matchmaking about eight years ago as a small boutique matchmaking company. And we work with uh, Washingtonians, but also have a few clients outside of DC. And my job is to get to know my clients as well as I can, and then go out into DC and use all my resources to find the perfect match for them. And I interview everyone uh, face-to-face and vet matches for my clients. And I'm also a dating coach. I work with women as a dating coach to help them date with a smarter strategy so they can be successful, learn from the past, and rock love in the future. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because, you know, you talk about, you know, the past is um, is, the, is the present and present is your future, right? So if you don't address the things, I mean, do you see that when you're in the coaching world? Do you see that some of your clients say, I keep dating the same type of guys. and I just don't understand why I keep dating them. Like, how do we break that cycle? Is that kind of some of the things that are not how to be your best self? Because we talk a lot about on the on the podcast about being your authentic self and not being somebody that you're not because it will eventually come back. So can you give us some feedback on that? Yeah, so when I started my company, I I worked as a matchmaker, and what I figured out very quickly was that you you can introduce someone to a potential partner, but if they're making the same mistakes they've made over and over again in terms of whether, you know, whether that's in terms of being a great date or choosing the right partner or 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 making the same mistakes over and over again, all of my hard work, you know, and someone messed it up. So what I started doing was coaching and really working with people to look at the past and look at their choices and make a choice this time that came from a place of having learned and having experienced and then knowing what they want and moving forward in a smarter way. So yeah, I mean, even myself personally, I think all of us have made choices in the past that have taught us how to live a better present, right? Right, yeah, I mean, you learn from your mistakes, really, so people hope to, (laughs) right? And I work with my clients to help them understand their choices, to understand themselves, and then to come up with certain boundaries so that they don't make those same mistakes in the future and they have really really tight boundaries around how they can be treated by others. And then we also work on understanding their preferences and their needs because you have to understand the difference between a preference and a need and go into dating, you know, really thinking consciously about who am I picking. It's very easy to find someone to love. It's not easy to find the right person to love and have a lasting relationship. And that's my goal. It's not just to find you a match. It's to find you a match you're going to grow old with. Yeah, yeah, I think. And so what are some of the core values that when you're matching you know, different people up with like, how do you, how do you do that? Right. I mean, do you just know, like, I, what's th- the secret sauce? I'm not trying to, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to give your secrets away, but, nah. uh, but it just in general, is it just core beliefs? Is it someone then the, just in the physical or, I mean, I mean, how does it, how does it work? Are you just instinctively know like they're going to be a good match good for you? Good question. So I'm looking for a combination of things. I listen very carefully to what my clients want. I also have them send me pictures 
of who they've been attracted to in the past. Oh, that's So that I can really get an idea of um, do they have a type? Is there a certain kind of person they're more attracted to than another? Right? And so um, we, we look at um, physical attraction and I also look at values. You know, do I look through similar eyes at the world as you? Do we share similar values? And then also, do we have similar goals? Where, where do we want to go with our life? Do we want to get married and have kids? Are we planning to move to the other side of the country sometime soon? And, and then I infuse all of that with a little bit of just intuition. And I think to myself, you know, I could see the two of them together. Mm-hmm. I think they would make a good match. And sometimes I'm wrong, and some, but oftentimes I'm right. Yeah. You know, and it's just fun. Yeah. It's like cooking. You throw a bunch of stuff in and you see what happens. Yeah. And some people are better at it than others. And I think I've kind of honed that over the years. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Now, when you talk about, let's talk a little bit more about your dating boot camps. Because when you told me about that initially, I thought, man, that is such a great idea. Especially when you're younger and you're kind of just starting out in the dating world. Um, I think, you know, to come up with a core, just like you're being trained in the business world, let's, let's relate it back to business. Yeah. You know, you get into a boot camp of business or some of the different companies will send you on team building experiences. So talk a little bit about that. Well, my boot camps are so much fun. And one of the things I love about boot camp is the camaraderie and the support between women. Mm-hmm. So my boot camps are for 12 women. And uh, it's, it's, I wanted to offer something that was, frankly, less expensive, mm-hmm. more affordable, and also not necessarily a one-on-one coaching experience, but right. where you could have the support of other women who are going through something similar or maybe who have gone through bad relationships themselves in the past so you could identify and realize you're not in this alone. And then I work with those 12 women and we do a lot of fun stuff like we have professional makeup artists and photographers and we do their um, pictures and then we have a professional writer write their online profiles and make sure that their profiles men cannot resist and, I, and it's very interesting, but having the right photos with the right body language, the right clothes, the right expression, right? And having the right online profile that really speaks to not only what I'm looking for, but why would I be a good fit for you? You know, how will your life be better if I walk into it? Right. Making those small changes and then teaching these ladies um, really smart strategies for, um, for screening and getting to a date quickly without investing too much time, this all makes a huge difference. And we don't just deal with online dating. I'm talking about how to flirt, how to meet someone at Starbucks, you know, how to understand the men you're dating and how to understand how to get to exclusivity and what does that mean and on and on and on. So in a group setting together, having a lot of fun, we spend a whole weekend together and then a few more weeks we have phone calls and online coaching. It is a blast. That sounds like fun. Absolutely. You know, I'm still in touch with women who I had in boot camps three years ago and they're still close friends with each other. We have a private Facebook group and they, I can see them on there still three years later having fun together and going out. Some are married, some are still single, you know? Yeah. It's an adventure. It really is. It, it, this is true. Um, I'm just very curious because when you talk about body language and you talk about in the pictures, I, mean, I would have never have thought of that. Just like how you position. I mean, it, when you're actually me- meeting with someone, you know how you're sitting. As I know we talked about before the show, I was like, that's so interesting. Like, what does my body language tell about I'm me? Trying to be comfortable. Yeah, I know. Here. I know. This is a couch, but um, but it's so interesting. And so, give us one of your tips at Starbucks to meet someone. Oh, you know, the most important and simplest tip is to smile. And make eye contact. I think everyone is so focused on their iPhone, you know, or their Galaxy or whatever they've got in their hand. Um, And I think that if we just really 
acted like we're already friends with everyone around yeah. us. I mean, I chat up everybody. Me too. I know. And I I'm like, hey, so, girl, hey. <laughs> I, know, I do. I talk yeah. to everyone and I treat everyone like they're already my friend. And if yeah. someone's rude to me, that's about him or her, not yeah. about me. Because I'm just friendly yeah. and I just have fun with everybody. And, you know, I met my husband at a restaurant. I met a boyfriend once at Barnes & Noble and one at the grocery store. You know, it's wow. like if you can be Open just friendly and aware. smile. Well, really, if you smile, you're like the only person. Right. You're, right. you're standing DC, out. And everybody else is looking down. down and if you yeah. have a big smile on your face and you're making eye contact, yeah. I think a gentleman will be much feel much safer coming up to you. Because even if, you know, even if you're married or even if you're not interested, he knows you're going to be nice. Yeah. And, and I think men are just looking for that invitation to come say hi. To say hi, right. Yeah. yeah, I was in Starbucks one day and um, and I was I was on my phone because I mean, it's usually the first time I'll, I'll look at emails is um, when I get my Starbucks and I was looking down and I was in uh, always in my yoga pants because, you know. Because they're comfortable. Because they're comfortable, right? And uh, I wish I could live in my yoga pants. Oh, I know. It's just that's the truth. It is. I know. I have them right over here. I'll just change it. I want to get out. But no. But it's interesting because this guy comes up to me and he says to me, and I've seen him in there before. He's like, "Oh, um, how how how's your workout going?" And I was like, "What?" I mean, and, and so, and but it was. I think he was trying to, was start, trying to start, start a conversation, conversation yeah. right? Right. And I just was, and I've always kind of been like that. I've been oblivious and someone. Like, well, I need a spotter. Like exactly. <laughs> See, yeah. Get creative with the responses. <laughs> so what would you say um, to people, you know, business is dating and dating is business, right? And when you're coming up with a strategy, now you're in the day, or you may be divorced, or you may be just starting out or after a breakup. I mean, what are some of the things that we could, you know, that people could use? So a strategy when you're coming out of a breakup to start of to sort of um, jumpstart your dating life again? Well, yes. the first one is to get off the couch and get out there. Yeah and to make a decision that dating is going to be fun. Why do it if you're not gonna enjoy it? I think there are so many people out there going on so many dates because of online dating that um, people are just sort of not doing it in a conscious way. They're doing the quick coffee date. They're spending half an hour together just to give a good look-see and they're not really connecting. Right. So I think giving each person the opportunity to relax and show you who they are and not being so judgmental and just deciding that I'm going to go out with a curious mind and an open heart without yeah. all my defenses up and I'm going to really connect with people. And, and I don't walk into a date thinking, is this my future husband? I walk into a date thinking, all right, I'm going to spend two, an hour and a half with this person and just have a blast. I might make a friend. I might learn something. You exactly. never know. So in terms of having a strategy, I mean, there's so many different ways to have a strategy. But if you don't have that foundation of like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to have a good time and I'm not going to, you know, cross everyone off my list immediately, but I'm going to be curious. Right. You know? Yeah. That's what, I mean, it's a very interesting thing you said is that, you know, if you're wanting to actually learn about the other person because there's things don't look at it because I have girlfriends that are like that. Well, I don't want to go out with them if they're not like completely 100 percent my type. Well, maybe you don't even know what your type is. And maybe he could know somebody else if you became friends or you could do business together. And there's so many possibilities. Just don't be so close-minded when it comes to that. Like, I have a set rule. Tell your girlfriend, when she yeah. goes on a date, her job is to make the man she's sitting with feel so liked and so comfortable in the first two minutes that he can actually open up, relax, and show her what he's got. People are icebergs. Almost everything's under the surface. Yeah. And we only get to see the tip because we don't open ourselves up. We're waiting to see if they like us. And they're waiting to see if we like them. And then nobody does anything good. <laughs> and then we say, oh, he wasn't my type. And then you go back to your inbox and you've got 20 other people there and you just keep going. 
And then you call someone like me a year later because you're utterly frustrated and you've been on 50 dates and nothing's worked. Right. Because your your heart is not open and your mind is not open. Now, do you, do you suggest doing the boot camps before starting in the dating just to kind of get a, a rework of the system? <laughs> well, you know, I only run two or three boot camps a year and um, I adore them. I think they're really for people who just want to make dating a priority and they want to do it with a strategy that's smart so one of the one of the women we were on a coaching call i had almost i think 11 women on the call and she said it was her turn to talk and she and we had we're all together on the phone and she said i'm really jealous of you other ladies Hmm. and i said why and she goes well i've been dating online for two years by myself and and she said you know i'm a business person I have business plans, but I've never had a dating plan. She said, now I have this online dating strategy that is so specific, and I feel like I've wasted two years, and I'm jealous of you other ladies, because you haven't been online before, and then you're starting from scratch doing it the right way, Yeah. which I took as a huge compliment. Well, yeah. And I gave her a phone hug, and I just said, look, just don't look back, look forward. Yeah. You have a great strategy now. So these boot camps are for people who maybe all their friends are married, you know, if mm-hmm. you've gone through a divorce and you want to have a group of women who are single to go out and have yeah. a martini with, you know, or to talk about the date you went on, either to celebrate that it was awesome or to, yeah. you know, hug each other because it wasn't perfect. Right, right, Just right. to make friends who are single, but also learn from me the same strategies that I teach my one-on-one coaching clients, but in a group setting that's more affordable and a lot of fun. Yeah, because you make a good point. You know, what are the, some of the things that you hear when you reach out? Um, I mean, if this woman is saying, I'm so jealous, you know, of these other women, you know, obviously it's not competition. It should be collaboration, right? That's why we have our dating advisory boards. We have our tribe of women and men that we go to for advice in the business world in the professional world so you know taking it back on that I mean do they they say okay well, what are some of the number one things they say that they get frustrated in the dating is it just you know it's not working out um, busy schedules I mean I would think in DC is probably everyone's just too busy well I could go we could do an entire show about why people are frustrated it's the number one word I hear it's so frustrating and um, I think there are a lot of reasons people are frustrated. One of the reasons that I just talked about is that people are not open. There is this, um, there is this huge amount of people that are single that you have access to, and it gives you the illusion of choice, but really human beings, when we're given too many choices, choose nothing. Yeah. And I just think that online dating and the apps and just this abundance of daters who are going on so many dates, that's part of the problem. A date actually should be something special where you really connect with someone and you look forward to it and then you plan on it and mm-hmm. then you go and you get dressed up for it and you spend time together and you're curious about the other person. It's just turned into a quick look-see and that's frustrating. Yeah, yeah. But I think also um, people aren't finding the quality um, of potential partners that they want. But actually, I think those people are right under their nose. They don't know what to look for. Right. They're also going on dates and they don't know, they're not either dressing right or talking about the right subjects or they don't know how to be a good listener or they don't know how to engage. So they're putting time and effort into things that don't go anywhere. Or here's a really big one that's frustrating. You know, you'll meet someone and they'll say, yeah, I'd love to see you again. Mm-hmm. And then you never hear from them. Or they text you once Ghosting. every two weeks and say, yeah. or they co- text you and say, hey, how's your day going? It's just ridiculous dating behavior because I think everyone needs the book on how to date, which I haven't written yet. There's so many of them, right? But um, I don't know. I, I really do think that there is sort of an epidemic of a lack of kindness in the dating world. Mm-hmm. People are disposable. 
people are treating each other in the dating world the way you and I would never treat a colleague or a neighbor no. or a friend. And one of my number one rules with my coaching clients is you will be kind first. You will be kind. You will treat everyone kindly. Right. So if someone emails you online and they're not a fit for you, you don't just delete their email. Would you delete mine? No, you wouldn't. So you send a nice note and you say, thank you so much for your email. I don't think we're the right fit. I wish you the best of luck. I hope you meet someone really special. The universe is watching you. Yeah. You're getting good dating karma. Yeah. And so um, I really could talk all day about why people are frustrated, but I spend a lot of time working with my clients on frame of mind and helping them see their blind spots. They think they're looking at something and they're seeing it completely wrong. Completely wrong. Yeah. There's so, much be there's so many beautiful people out there and you just don't see it because, um, can I tell a quick little story? Yeah, please. I have a term that I've coined, it's called dating goggles. You heard of beer goggles? The more you drink, the cuter people look, right? <laughs> Everyone makes bad decisions, they're drinking too much, you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh. I wanna bite my arm off, dude. You were so here. much cuter yeah. last night when Ooh. I was drinking. Right, Co so. Coyote ugly syndrome. <laughs> right. So I, I like to tell this story, I'll make it quick, but I was on a corner in front of a bank in Bethesda a couple of years ago, and there was, a, there was a dad and a little boy on his shoulders, and they were playing and spinning around, and I bet the mom was at yoga or something, and I thought to myself, that's the kind of guy everybody needs. What a wonderful father. He's so sweet, with, he's so great with his son. And then I thought to myself, I had this little shift, and I thought, if I were in a restaurant, and he was walking in, and he was my blind date, what would I think of him? And I looked at him, and I thought, oh, he's a little skinny, not that cute. I don't like what he's wearing, and he's probably too short for me, and just not my type, you know? Like... I think I wouldn't really give him much of my, you know, energy. Right. And then I thought, wow, that's messed up. That's really crazy. I put on my dating goggles and he yeah. looked worse. And then I realized that's what everyone's doing. We're looking for what's wrong. We're yeah. absolutely looking for every clue possible to find out why this person's not for us. Instead of focusing on the beautiful, the beautiful character and the beautiful qualities and the beautiful essence of every person that we meet. Well, let's take it down a little deeper level on that. Think about that. So if you're trying to say, well, the, uh, there's X, Y, and Z, there's a plethora of different things of why this person isn't a good fit for me. I mean, are you, are you just trying to say, I'm not good enough? Does it really go down and you're trying to talk yourself out of the dating world if they have that kind of mindset? Because if they have that kind of mindset, yeah. how, how are you ever going to? I don't think that's it, though. I mean, for some people it is, but I think it's self-protection. People have been hurt many times. Right. They've chosen the wrong person many times, yeah. and they don't want that to happen again. But they're focusing on the qualities that don't have any impact on whether or not someone will be a good partner. You know, right. I've never walked up to a woman who's happily married and said to her, why is your husband an amazing husband? And she says, because I can wear my heels. He's six feet tall. That is not what people say. They yeah, say that because be he's supportive and loving, and I can trust him, and he, right. we, have, we communicate beautifully, and I know that if I need him, he'll be there for me. Well, and I think yep. that's not true in a lot of relationships. You know, you, people think, well, he's a, he's really good in this area, but he, maybe he lacks some things on this side. But it's okay. I don't really mind. But then when you get in deeper and deeper, you start dating for a year or two years. I mean, those come out. And those could you be the bigger, bigger yeah, you don't, issues. You have to know what's a little issue and what's a big issue. Your core, you know, the red flags that people sweep under the rug because they're getting something from the relationship, mm -hmm. you can't sweep them under the rug. I, I teach my clients to advocate early, ask the tough questions. People are afraid of the answers. Yeah, or they just maybe don't want to be alone. They're like, well, he's fine for now or she's fine for now. Yeah, but even people who are looking for their love, their, their life partners, you know, the one, which is who I'm typically working with, 
they're in it because they want to end up married. They're not just kind of dating casually. And they're hoping that this person they're with could be the one. But they're ignoring these important things early on in hopes that they'll go away or the person will change or, oh, you know, I'll just love him more. That issue will go away. And that's just not the way human beings operate. So I teach my clients, advocate early, ask the tough questions. Don't be afraid of the answer. If you get the answer you don't want, I'd rather you get it two months in than two years in. Right. It's very, very important. Yeah. And now, um, what do you say to those women? And I know when we talked earlier about this, um, what do you say? I have friends who just like, I'm done. I'm not dating anymore. I'm sick (laughs) of it. I can't, I won't be able, I just don't think it's right for me. I mean, I've, I've said that too. I mean, I've said like, I just don't think that that's ever going to work out for me in that. Like maybe I'm here for some, some other reason. I just haven't had good luck in it. Right. And so that makes me feel sad when people throw in the towel and just say, you know what? I just, my life is so full in so many ways. I'm just not going to date and I'm just going to be independent and do it by myself and I'm not going to be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. That makes me sad. You know, what I would say to them is if you have a strong strategy, and I always use the word strategy, but that includes strong boundaries around how people can treat you. And if you get rid of the wrong person quickly. So I teach my clients, you go out there consistently, you put your best foot forward, you meet lots of people with an open heart, but you do not Spend time with someone who's not excited about you or yeah. someone you can't rely on or someone who doesn't treat you with respect right. or someone who puts you down or I can go on forever. I actually have my clients write lists of the qualities and behaviors they won't accept in a partner. Right. Right. And as soon as you realize you're with that person, you move away. I don't care how great he is in other ways because ultimately it will never work out. You can ask someone to change and give them a little time to change, but if they don't, you need to move on. Right. And sometimes that's sad because it could be a wonderful person who's not in a place to love you right. Right. You know, or maybe it's a person who has all the qualities that you want, but they're not excited about you. Right. Or they like you enough to date you. Right. But, you know, you need to move on. You need to spend your time with somebody who has the core values and the core goodness that you're looking for and who adores you. Right. Now, what do you say of those people that, you know, well, I hear, you know, I talked to him and everything was fine and I don't hear from him. Right. We talk about that. But he says he really likes me. Yeah. Don't listen to what men say. Watch what men do. Men show you how they feel through their behavior. What if someone doesn't open up to you as much on the, they're just not communicating. Like I have a girlfriend, her boyfriend, she's like, you know, it's, it's good. Like sometimes he's really open and sometimes he just doesn't say anything. There are some people for whom closeness and intimacy is very dangerous. Maybe they grew up in a family where closeness and intimacy didn't work out. So now they're afraid or this is, there's a book called Attached that I adore by Amir Levine and I recommend it to all my clients. It talks about attachment styles. Some people really can't sit with intimacy. Hmm. So you need to be in a relationship that works for you and what you need. If you need to be with someone who can speak about his feelings and who you can talk about your relationship with, that's important. And if you ask your partner to have those conversations and they can't, you need to decide if you're going to be able to have a relationship with that person long term, if this is their style of communicating. Mm-hmm. People don't change unless they want to for themselves. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, if you're with someone who can't talk about how he feels about you or the relationship or how he feels, that's a problem. Right, right. You know? Yeah, and then what would you say, you know, how do we spot the frogs? I mean, is there any tail tide, you know, signs that kind of gives it away? I think, I'm repeating myself, but I think it's how someone treats you. What do you think about in the past relationships when they talk negatively or positively about maybe um, their family or an ex-girlfriend? So you're asking like, what are the signs when you're out on a date with someone? You know, I think that the most important thing you can look for in a partner is high self-esteem. Someone who values him or herself. Mm -hmm. 
until you find someone who loves him or herself, how are they going to love you right? Right. And someone who's emotionally healthy and in a good place, a positive place. If you want to have a happy, positive, sustainable relationship, find someone like that, you know, Mm -hmm. who looks in the mirror and sees one of their favorite people or maybe their favorite person. Yeah. And who knows that he or she is lovable and wants to share all that's wonderful in their life with someone else. So, you know, you're out on a date and someone's saying negative things or somebody, you know, is is showing you that they don't have high self-esteem, putting themselves down or bragging or, I don't know, they're telling you all about all the negativity in their life. You have to be a little bit of an investigator, but then you also have to take into consideration that some people are just nervous and trying to make a good impression. Right. You give people a little time. You yeah. don't judge quite so quickly. Yeah, because if they talk about themselves, you may just be nervous of, you know, oh my God, I don't want to make a First dates are scary. Yeah. For some people, there are a lot, especially for introverts, you know, going out takes yeah. a lot of energy. Small talk takes a lot of energy. Be compassionate to the person sitting with you. Right. And, and help them be a good date. Mm-hmm. Be authentically yourself and let them connect with you and feel liked. And then you'll see, you know, if someone is healthy and in a good place, you can usually tell. Right. You should even tell if they're happy. I mean, we always talk about you should be the same person in the boardroom that you are in your personal life. I mean, I'm the same way in business. I'm in meetings, you know, and I'm in telecom, right? And so I have to make it funny because <laughs> technology. But anyway, no, but you know, I'm the same way. I mean, as I walk in the boardroom with my friends um, anywhere, because it'd be really hard to have split personality, I would think. Yeah, but might but you might be more comfortable in a social setting than someone else. You know, there are some really shy um, introverts who deserve a fabulous partner, and they're just, first dates for them are stressful. I had a couple who ended up getting married who I matched, and on the first date, he thought she wasn't interested at all because she couldn't look him in the eye. Mm. She was looking all over the restaurant and not at him. And in his feedback uh, form that he filled out for me, he said, I thought she was terrific, but she's not interested in me. So I called her up, and she said, I thought he was amazing. I get really nervous when I like someone. I couldn't, you know, look at him. And wow. so they ended up going out again because I told him she was excited about him. And I said to her, look, look at him, look at him in the eyes. And, you know, and I gave him some ideas about how he could make her feel more comfortable. And then everything obviously went well. And I went to a wedding this year. But, wow. um, you know, what if I hadn't been there? Right. So don't make assumptions. Don't assume someone doesn't like you. If right. you like them, ask them out again. Right. You know? There's too many people making assumptions. You look at an online profile picture, you make an assumption because we fill in the blanks. Ask yourself a question. Do I know this for a fact? We fill in so many blanks. You know, did he know for a fact she wasn't interested? Is it possible that there was another reason she was looking around? Yeah, she was nervous. Right. That's interesting. I mean, you don't think about that. And it comes back to psychology and and how, how... us humans interact with each other, right? When you're something cute, yeah. I think uh, the majority of matchmakers and dating coaches were psychology majors, myself included. I was that at a conference sense. yeah, with about 60 matchmakers and I asked the question, how many of you have a background in psychology and half the hands went up? People are fascinating. Yeah. Really, really interesting. Yeah. Now, what would you say on, um, like, how do you manage? I'm, I'm sure, I'm just curious, is there more men asking for the dating or is there more women? Or, like, how, how do you qualify the prospects in business and dating? Like, I mean, how, how, do they, how do you manage it for them? Are you asking who are my clients, more men or more women? Yes, more women or women. Yeah, so I hear from more women. Okay. Right? We ask for directions. Yeah. <laughs> if we have a problem, we look for help solving it. So I hear from a lot of women who join my database and who are looking to work with me. Not as many men. However, as a matchmaker, I work primarily with men. And as a dating coach, I work primarily with women. Okay. Everyone's looking for love. Yeah. Everybody's a little frustrated. There, there's really not... Um, 
you know, I, I just think men are a little, uh, men will try to fix it on their own first before they look for help. Right. Not all of them, obviously. No. Yeah. yeah. But, but men and women are both in this and everyone is looking for love. And, and I think that everyone gets a little frustrated. I always joke. I said, you're always trying to find someone whose demons play well with your demons, right? They're not getting yeah, too crazy. But it's, but it's not just about demons. It's yeah. also about everyone being so different, right? So um, you think you know who you belong with. You have this idea of this person in your mind who's out there who would be a good fit for you. And I'll say I married a man who's, I've never been loved so beautifully in my life, but he is not who I expected. We come from different backgrounds, different religions. We lived in different places. I thought I'd marry someone who had children because I have four. He had none. Like, it was just a big surprise. Right. Right? You have to be open to the surprise. Exactly. And I hear from so many people who are not open. They have a very, very tight list of preferences. And so when Evan gave me that advice, I thought, you know, that's great advice. Because you have to look for the positive and how it works in your life. And no one's going to be exactly what you're looking for. Wow. Wow. That is, it's, it's true. Because you could just keep on going. And like, I can't find my perfect match. Well, you keep on going. And you don't have a, maybe a systemized list of what you actually really, really want and focus yeah, on that. Nothing's perfect. No. That no. word is like, eh. It doesn't, yeah. there's no relationship that's perfect. No. No, it just needs work. to be, it just needs to be, well, I love that, that you said that it's work. It's not, it shouldn't be work. It's like tending a garden. Okay. It shouldn't be hard. You go out into your garden every day and you pick a weed or two. It's nice outside. It's nice to be in the garden. Right. Right. But if you don't tend to your garden, which is communicating, sharing your feelings, asking the questions, really making an effort every day to think not only what makes me happy, but what will make my partner happy. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should do it his way this time because mm-hmm. he did it my way last time. Right. All of those little compromises on a daily basis. Are you tending your garden? Garden. And if you don't do that, you end up with a horrible mess that you got to go out and get bug bitten and scratched and sweat. And it's not fun in the garden anymore. Right. So I think if a relationship is hard, it's the wrong relationship. And I want to say it again, because so many people think that relationships are work. Maybe they've had seen bad ones. If a relationship is hard, you are in the wrong relationship. It should generally be easy. This person should be easy to get along with. You should be able to be yourself. You shouldn't have to. Um, walk on eggshells or rehearse before you talk. You should be able to be yourself. The word that I hear from people more than any other word when they end up in, in a marriage that's good is I felt comfortable with him or her. I, felt I could be myself. Mm-hmm. The word is comfortable. Right. It wasn't chemistry, which is the word that drives me a little crazy. Right? The word was comfortable. I mean, think about people you've had chemistry with in the past. Yeah. Where are they now? Did that work out? Now think about the people in your life, even your friends that make you feel comfortable. Yeah. Those are the relationships that you're supposed to be in. Right, right. Oh. Well, we have a few more minutes to wrap up, but I wanted to um, ask a couple quick questions. So do you have any crazy dating stories, any kind of funny things you've heard that were just kind of stood out in your mind? Oh, my gosh. I heard one this weekend, and I said I was going to tell. Uh, I can't remember it. So let me think about crazy dating stories. Um, I like the crazy dating story of them not this woman looking everywhere all over the place. Um, come back to come back. To I'll me come back to on that one. Okay. Yeah. Well, so talk, can you just tell people how to get in touch with you? So like some of the things you're working on. That's an easier question. Okay. <laughs> you know what it is? I've heard feedback after literally thousands of dates. So yeah. for me to pick one that's crazy, I mean, yeah. I'll try to. But um, people can reach me. Um, I have a website michellejacoby.com that's a blog with dating advice it's more of a coaching place if you want good advice and um, a better point of view for dating if you want to work with me here in dc it's dcmatchmaking.com and um i don't put my phone number out there i'd love you to email me 
Yeah. Or fill out the form on my website. If you go to dcmatchmaking.com, there's a Get Started page, and no one will see your information. You can actually join my free database. If you want to be considered to be a match for one of my clients, I don't charge for my database. And I love when people send me their information. I've met incredible people on my database. Yeah. Yeah, through my database. It's it's a wonderful resource because that's where I go to find matches for my clients. Yeah. It's well, that's great. Good. Yeah, yeah. I know. Especially I, in this this area. It's <laughs> yeah, so busy. I know. And you know, some people want to work with a matchmaker because they don't want to put in the time and effort. They don't want to go online. They don't want to do all that. They want someone to vet matches for them. Yeah. It's, and then some people really want to put in the time and effort and, and be able to choose themselves. And a lot of people love to date online, but, but I'm seeing that people are absolutely doing it wrong. Yeah. And I see people making the same mistakes over and over again. So with your permission, can I give away a little free ebook? Yeah. It's if you go to 12datingmistakes.com, I've been watching people make these mistakes for years and I just had to write this to help people be more successful. And if you sign up for it, you will be on my list to get um, weekly information from me that's always helpful. I just tell little stories and I give dating tips. That's and great. Um, you know, you can opt out if you're not interested, but the 12 dating mistakes is they're so great. I guarantee you if you download it, you're going to be like, oh, my God, I'm doing that. I can't believe I'm doing that. Because <laughs> everybody's making these same mistakes. Right. And, you know, a little tweak when you're dating, a little change can make so much difference. Yeah. I've just found that when people just realize there are one or two little things they're doing wrong, whether it's online or on their first dates, sometimes everything can change. Yeah. You know, and then they have a much, much better, more positive experience. Yeah. People get in their own way. Yeah. I want to help you get out of your way. Well, that's good. Well, yeah. thank you so much, Michelle. I learned a lot today. I'm sorry I didn't <laughs> come up with my crazy dating story. It's in my it's in my brain somewhere. Someone just told me the best one, but I can't remember. But anyhow, I, I would like to encourage everyone to go out into the world and, and make dating an adventure. You might have your own crazy dating story, right? But that's yeah. okay. Because at the end of the day, love is worth it. And... Um, Treat everyone you meet with kindness and, re and respect and yeah. a sense of curiosity. Like everyone's an iceberg. There's stuff under the surface that you can't get to unless you come to dating authentic and open and kind and yeah. warm. And it's true. That is not what's happening out there right no, now. Absolutely. And it not. makes me sad. And yeah. I just think if you can make that little shift, go out and smile to new people today and just yeah. say hello. Just say, how you doing? Put your phone down. Yeah, that's the other you thing. You gotta put the put, phone put down. Put the phone down. Take the, the take the earbuds off, put the phone down, look up and smile at people. I mean, nice. I don't. I mean, I, I constantly say. I mean, do you even look at yourself and look what's around you aside from Pokemon? <laughs> oh my God! I was this weekend. I saw people bumping into stuff. Oh yeah. I saw a woman, a woman walking her down. kid around and bumping, and so he wouldn't oh, walk into traffic chasing oh a Pokemon. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wouldn't that be cool if we could do that with with dating? dating? <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. We'll have to talk off air about that. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again. Thank oh, you so it's much. It's my pleasure. I I love being here, and I really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. No problem. All right, well, thank you guys. Thanks for tuning in. See you soon. Bye. Bye.